welcome to Book Talk for Book Talk, a literary podcast where we have been deep diving into your favorite novels. This is Jack. And I'm Amy. And our listeners love to share their thoughts and theories via email and voicemail, so we're sharing some of them via our weekly mini episodes. The views expressed by the hosts and listeners are entirely their own and in no way represent the thoughts or intentions of the original author. This podcast is a discussion shared to spark thought and conversation on the characters and themes of this novel. Spoilers may be discussed with or without warning. Explicit language, as well as themes of sex, violence, abuse, death, and depression will recur throughout this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. We asked you to ask us things about writing. And so we're here to give you our un. I was going to say unauthorized, but maybe... We are so authorized. Unapologetic. A little apology here. But <laughs> I'm only going to apologize if you don't like it. <laughs> but if you like it, then don't expect apologies from me. Because <laughs> my anxiety will still make me apologize to you. It's true. Hardcore. <laughs> when you write, what comes first? The chicken, inciting incident, or the egg? climax the egg writing or thinking or plotting it depends i mean every everything is everything is different for me it's you it's you actually it's usually neither it's neither i have such a fucking hard time with inciting <laughs> incidents that is like the furthest thing from my mind typically uh-huh. normally it's something in the middle it's the journey towards the climax that mm-hmm. comes to me usually I feel like you're pretty good about writing, like hopping in like different parts of when you write. Mm-hmm. Like I I have to write very linear. Mm-hmm. I have to start chapter one and then I get to chapter 64. That's how many. That's and a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> and, you know, I have to like go through, you know, go through step by step. And hopefully that's not what I do in the editing process. No, I'm going to have to do the same. I mean, I'm incapable. But I think... I like I like inciting incidents. I like to like I like to start shit. Well, this makes me think of JT Geisinger, who is who literally just starts yeah. with the inciting incident. It's like, I don't even know what's gonna happen. I'm just gonna let them figure it out. Which blows my fucking mind. And I, I wish can't. I could be her. I, I love it. I just like it, what go listen to that interview. It was so interesting ha- having her be like yeah, I knew there was a guy coming to kill the neighbor, and I just was like, let's see what happens. Yeah. I was like, what? yeah. JT. <laughs> yes. So brave. You went into it blindly, not knowing. And that's, I mean, and she said that's just the process that works best for her. Yeah. She said that she's tried to map it out one time, and it just did not work. Yeah. yeah. I would love to try it one time, and then I probably will have a nice little panic attack, and then I'll stop. <laughs> I'm excited for me. Oh, this is, okay, so this is, this isn't really a writing question. And the answer for you is no. But the answer for me is yes. Have you read the Black Dagger Brotherhood series? I have. I have not. It is Sexy Vampires. Yes. I And aren't there like 22 books or something? Yeah, I think I made it to book 15. And then you stopped? I, I went too hard. <laughs> I vampired too close to the sun. And then I turned to Ash. <laughs> Tips on how to show, don't tell. Always struggling with it when writing. I think... I think that's something that comes with the editing process if it's not natural to you. I think it's, uh, again, the telling of, like, I thought about how mad I was. Mm-hmm. Well, why can't you show me how mad the person is rather than telling me the person's thoughts? Yeah. Right? So, and I think that's something that you just, 
either you in the moment self edit or you have to go back and edit after you've drafted. That's when I would lean into imagery. Yeah. You know, I, exactly. Where like, you know, using the mad example, like I'm a mad, like I'm a mad versus saying things like white knuckles clenched at her side. Right. Type thing. You right. Know? Right. Slamming doors, breaking things. Mm-hmm. I uh, mean, even like the dialogue. Yeah. Just short clipped responding with clip tone. Yeah. Type yeah. thing. Lashing out at another character or mm-hmm. whatever. So. Yeah. I mean, think about. Think about yourself. And so taking the mad example, how do your the people around you know when you're mad? Yeah. What do they see? And then what do you experience? Are you replaying a conversation a million times in your head? Are you just like quiet? Yeah. Are you slamming doors? Yeah. Great. 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 That was good. Thanks. Good job, Amy. How do I get over the am I reinventing the wheel feeling? It's just accepting that, like, there's only eight stories, right, or something like that. There's only so many stories that can be told, and you're not, you may not be inventing anything, but you can say it in a fun way. Right. You can, the story you tell is uniquely yours because of the way you tell it. Like, I was recently finished The Fourth Wing, and I'm like, oh, this feels like X from mm-hmm. Akatar. This feels like X from red rising this mm-hmm. feels like this from this and that's all writing yeah all stories at some point elements of stories stop being original it's how you bring it all together that's original but rebecca yaros did a great job of making it fun exactly and you know are there were there moments where i was like oh plot twist there's this is gonna happen right because that's like what would happen mm-hmm. yeah but i still had a moment of oh that was so much fun exactly and you know, like, it's not going to stop me reading the millionth mafia romance. Right. Just because I can predict it doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy it. Yeah. So I think just kind of, you know, that's why they have genres. Like, yeah. you're not going to go and create your new, your own genre. Right. So, like, just lean into it. Yeah. Are you conscious of symbolism when you write? Like, SJM is full of it for lit analysis. No. I'm not. I think it's part of the... It's either part of your planning process or it's not. Yeah. And it's it's coincidence, really. I think it could be a good, like, revision part where yeah. you could be like, I think sometimes I'll be like, oh, this is a good theme I'll want later. Yeah. I agree. Like, let's let's take the dough example from Avatar. Yes. That was intentional. In the first book, I bet it, it was, I bet it was revised in. Mm-hmm. And then from there was intentional. Yeah. Because of the the way the dough comes up, I think it got like it's I bet the first instance and the last instance mm-hmm. were intentional. And then the peppering throughout was part of the revision process. Oh, I can see that. I can totally see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I like to imagine half of it. All, OK, so here's the other thing. When it comes to analysis, you're just making shit up, too. Yeah, it's true. So you're looking for things that they may not they you're looking for things the authors definitely didn't put in there. Right. Or weren't they weren't conscious of it. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's other times when you're like a Green Lantern in a lighthouse. Wow. (laughs) Fuck that. man. She hates the great guests. If you can't tell (laughs) my ex one time in the early dating stages, he knew that I don't like uh, Scott Fitzgerald and one of the, like, we were walking back from the movies and he's like, 
and we stopped in front of the building. I was like, what is this? He goes, and this is where he died. I'm like, I can't tell if I'm happy or mad. <laughs> Why do I need to know this about F. Scott Fitzgerald? I hate that he's so close to where I <laughs> to where I lived. How much grammar do you pay attention to? Like, for instance, preposition rules, etc. I don't. Just hope for the best. You know what's funny with Jack? And I don't know if you know this about yourself. <laughs> I'm nervous. This is when you talk. I wouldn't say this is when you write. But when you talk... Usually your first guess at the preposition is correct and then you correct yourself and then it's the wrong preposition. Yeah, no, that's a like just now I was like, wait, don't what? (laughs) Or what was it? The way that you were saying the way that I talk is my periods are my commas and my commas are my periods. Everyone's different. I mean, I I struggle with grammar because I grew up learning Mandarin. Mm -hmm. And so. Even though I can't speak Mandarin, it fucked with my grammar. Yeah, that makes sense. And I never learned, like, really learned proper grammar in in school. Mm-hmm. So I pay attention to it a lot when I write, mm-hmm. less when I speak. <laughs> you know, my grammar really depends on how much my friends care about me and <laughs> help me. Because <laughs> sometimes there, there's a just a hope and a wish. Yeah. When I type it. It's better. I don't know. I take that back. I I think so. Yes. It depends. It de- no, it, de- it totally depends. Grammar is meant to be used as, you know, a choice. It's a no. That's... Well, you know, I think in, you know, learning, especially in college, in creative writing classes, they always drilled into us. You have to know the rules to break the rules. And it's obvious when you know the rules versus break, you don't. I had a very similar conversation with one of my teachers and they're just like, Jack. And I was like, look, how do you know? I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> and they're just like, did you? And I was like, did I? Like, no, you need to answer. How does this contribute to the story? And I was like, it's creative writing. <laughs> this is my creativity. This is my creativity. It's a choice. <laughs> I don't always participate in. Ooh. Naming characters. That one's hard. It, I mean, you said you had a great, easy time naming characters in your romance. Yeah, because they had real names. Yeah, fantasy is way harder. Because I like, I love it when names have meaning behind it. Like, yeah. you know, look at Elaine and Lucian. Right. Oh, my God. Like, you know, it's they. it was there the whole time type of vibe. Yeah. The hell if I know. Right. And then how do you make it not super obvious, right? Because exactly. if it's like a super unique name, then someone might go and be like, oh, what does this mean? Oh, this means king of shadow and death. Oh, no, maybe they're the king of shadow and death god that we'll find out later. Yeah, exactly. It's such a fine line and it's so frustrating. I don't know the answer. Yeah. I think I think it's... you can give them me- the name's meaning if you want to or don't. Like, it's a personal choice. And then when it comes to fantasy, I struggle personally of what's the balance between made up unique names versus Joe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like SJM, I think, does a good job where you have. No, she does a great job of unique names. They're all unique. Yeah. Like there's some every once in a while will be like. All these other names. And it's like, I'm Robbie. (laughs) Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is one. Where it's like you have Rob, John, 
mm-hmm. then like Daenerys. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, I feel like that's a good balance. For my romance, it all came. It just came. Yeah. You just pick a name. Yeah. I like that. So my main characters are Olivia and Liam. I like that they had a na- They had the L in common. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was important to me. L-I-N-A. Look at that. That's mainly because the man that it's based off of, him and I have multiple letters together. Mm, Similar letters. That makes sense. Yeah. So it just kind of came together for me that way. Well, and actually, now that I'm looking, like if I'm imagining the the words Olivia and Liam in my head, they complement each other really well. They do. Yeah. I it, it just like immediately popped up in my head. And I really love like Olivia, Liam, and they do look really yeah. good together. Yeah. My name and the guy that it was based off of uh, not does not look well. But I don't think my name looks good with anyone's name. Just ten letters. So many. I'm gonna over like with an Ed. <laughs> I can't we I can never be with an Ed. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just too many letters. <laughs> hey, we kind of mentioned this already, but are there any electronic or software tools you use when writing a book? I really like Scrivener. Love Scrivener. And I think it's a one-time purchase too. Yes, it is. Fifty Which bucks. Is great. It's you know, it's a small investment. You have it forever. Yeah. And you can use you can max out the capabilities or you can use the bare minimum. It's I think it's friendly to however you want to use it. it I, I wish they had more examples of how other people use it because you can you can so divide it up however you want because Elise Kova, right? She's the one who also uses Scrivener. Yeah, and she does her whole series in one file. Yeah. Which is what I've been doing with my novels as well. And... I know I, w- I don't think I could for my like, at least not for the romance ones. Not but if they're not connected. Even if they are connected. I don't know. Like, oh, really? Yeah. It, it's just where I'm. Yeah. I, I don't think I could. OK. Like I want them all to have their own little files. So, yeah, I think like highly recommend Scrivener and it can be however you want it. But ooh, maybe I'll go on TikTok and see what other people do. I was going to say or YouTube. Yeah. But TikTok, I know it's going to be short. Yeah, that's fair. It's uh, short and sweet. Best way to write papers for school when you don't care for the topic or class. Oh, my gosh. Mm. PTSD. Yeah. Flashbacks. Okay, so I think what I used to do, actually, it's not much different from how I do creative writing either. I pick, I plot out a basic outline, one sentence of like, what's my thesis? What's what am I going to accomplish in each paragraph and then my conclusion? And then I go find quotes for each paragraph. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did that support what I want to say in the thesis, but also in that particular paragraph and what I'm going to like accomplish in that paragraph? And then I write around it. Yeah. Which is what I do in creative writing. I plot it out. I write the dialogue and then I write the action around it. all the stuff hopping around. Look at that. You found your style. That is my style. I would find something that pissed me off Mm. like if there was a subject or something i didn't like or i just wasn't into it it normally would make me mad and then i just would be like then i would write something that i'd just be like well fuck you then i also tried to find something that the teacher would be like what the fuck yeah like write a thesis that's really difficult to defend and then get really passionate about it that's the beauty with like any kind of lit in creative writing because they can't say no right right if you if you've got the quotes to back it up yeah they're right like (laughs) bite me on this i definitely used some of the essays to annoy the teachers oh yeah 
looking at you. <laughs> That's probably why he gave me the one C I ever got in college. Yeah. And it was uh, definitely other time. Other teachers were just like, oh, shit. I like, again, if you're doing it well, they can't fight you on it. Right. You exactly. can dispu- like dispute it. Yeah. So then it's like, mm, look at that. That's when I cared about grammar. <laughs> college. She's gone now. <laughs> Should or do you outline before writing your novels or during both i feel like i outline i write and i'm always going back and fixing the outline based Mm -hmm. on what i wrote Mm -hmm. i'm always like course correcting depending on what the characters decided to do yeah yeah um so yeah that's fair i've i've always been a give me some bullet points like that's all i need in life and so I outline in bullet points and then I go write and I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go think about this. So I go write more bullet points and then I go and write, you know, I just flip flop back and forth. I do love a good bullet point. I do. Keep it short and sweet. It's just we should change our texting to just bullet points. Honestly, if I could just give you a novel in bullet point format. Oh, my God. I would write so many. Novels. <laughs> I would be so accomplished. <laughs> you know, we haven't seen that done before. Maybe you'll be the first. Maybe. That would be interesting. That of would like be interesting. This new, unique writing style. <laughs> bullet points? <laughs> I mean, already I feel like you're taking a bold stance because you're not even doing Roman numerals. That's right. Look it's at just that. little dots. Little dots is... It's what you are. <laughs> what are some writing fundamentals all fledgling authors should know? Oh, you're asking hard questions. Why are we ending on this one? <laughs> because it feels inspirational. If you, uh, the problem, here's the thing, is anything we say runs the risk of you feeling like you have to stick to what we say, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like that was the problem with going and getting a creative writing degree. Yeah. The rules, quote unquote, were so ingrained in me, I I felt like I couldn't, I had to obey them all the time. And it really limited the way I operated. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, wow, now I'm the asshole name dropping. (laughs) I I go back to what Emily Rath said. It's just like, do what you love. Yep. Are you writing something you're in love with? Mm -hmm. And don't worry about the rules. Because at the end of the day, the writing that you're going to write a draft and you're going to revise it. You're always going to yeah. revise it. So just write a draft that you love and then go from there. Yeah, I think, I mean, that was exactly what my my brain was saying, too, where it's like, one, read a shit ton. Yeah. You're going to get inspiration. You're going to get inspiration no matter where you read. Two, write what makes you happy because at one point you will hate your writing. <laughs> Yeah. At one point, you're going to be sick and tired of it. And you're going to be like, I hate you. Please go away. And you have to push through and you have to just finish it. And then, like Amy said, then there's the editing process, which is going to be a whole other thing. So if you don't if you don't love it so that you're ready to hate it. Yeah. And stuff, everything else can be tweaked in. Yeah. It's like auto tune. Yeah. If there, if if you want something to focus on, though, like if you really want something to focus on, I think learn about the structure of storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, the three act play. What is an inciting incident? What is climax? What is resolution? Yeah, because the more you understand that, the more you're going to see it in all the movies you watch, in all the writing you read, and 
And then you start to develop an understanding of how you want to craft a story. Yeah. It's I love I love knowing where I'm going to. And I am also okay not knowing where it's going. Right, 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 right. Like it's there's sometimes when you're just like, I don't know what I'm about, where where this is going to take me. And you just go and just always know you can make it better later. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. I think that I think we gave great advice (laughs) because we gave a lot of other people's advice. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. That's what what makes it great. It was other people's advice. Everyone else's. Thank you for listening to this mini episode of Book Talk for Book Talk. We encourage you to rate and subscribe to our show on your preferred podcast listening platform. We would love to hear your thoughts based on today's conversation. You can submit your comments to our form at booktalkforbooktalk.com or via our Camflare voicemail system. Please visit booktalkforbooktalk.com for more information. You can also follow us on TikTok or Instagram at the handle booktalkforbooktalk. Bye! Bye!